0: And this is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. People, Jesus told us to stand firm until the end, and that he who endure to the end he's the one that's going to be saved amen amen so guess what's happening today folks i am pulling out my trumpet according to isaiah 58 1 cry aloud spare not lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yep, so that is what I am doing today, folks, because look, if you didn't already know, now you know. We are in the last of the last days, so we must wake ourselves up. Amen. So, before I get the screaming, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, hallowed be thy name. Father, bless your name. Make your name great in this earth. Father, we don't want another king. We want you. We love you. Father, we repent of our sins we lay down any wicked deeds any unrighteousness that's in our lives cleanse us father thank you that the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross washed away all of our past sins father we come to you with clean hands today clean hands and a guilt-free conscience father show us the good things in your word today let us know that we must repent we must put away the sin we must like you said in your word come to our senses as we ought to and stop sinning so father May today's lesson be an eye opener. Open up our open up our eyes, clear our minds so that we can hear, Father, what the spirit has to say in these last days, Father. Jesus warned us. He warned us in the gospels about how this world is going to be looking like in the last days. There are going to be false prophets, false messiahs, messiahs. People will, Father, people will be losing their minds. They will be deceived. They will believe the lie coming from the small G God of this world. Father, Deliver us from evil. May no temptation overtake us. Because we know it is common to man, Father. But you, glory be to your name, Father. You have provided a way of escape from every trial, every temptation that comes across our path Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending us the solution to our sin problem. And Father, may today's lesson bring you glory. And I ask for wisdom and discernment. May the Holy Spirit move on me. Father, please show me, show us the deep things in your word. We are Willing to learn, Father, speak, for your servant is listening. And I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Okay, folks, so <laughs> let me just start the podcast off by saying God ain't playing. He wasn't playing with Israel And he ain't playing with the 21st century believer in Christ either. And how do we know he ain't playing? Because you know, he ain't playing with the sinner. Don't believe me? Let's crack open the Bible today. Because we need to read right off the rip. Okay? Because, right Holy Spirit, thank you. This scripture... I'm about to read in the Old Testament, coming from the book of Isaiah, will let us know without a shadow of a doubt, God ain't playing. He ain't playing with all of these church games. He ain't playing with the lukewarm Christian. He ain't playing with those who profess to be a Christian, but then you still over there in your sins. Listen. We need to wake ourselves up. We are in the last days, people. Time is running out. No longer is Jesus saying, I'm on my way, I'm coming. No, his hand is on the doorknob of heaven. We are so on the cusp of his return, it ain't even funny. We gotta keep our oils in our lamps. This is not the time to be like the foolish virgins who was off living their best life ever, thinking that they got all the time in the world before the bridegroom comes back. Meanwhile, meanwhile, The five wise virgins, they had their wicks trimmed. They had their lamps filled with oil. They were at the window. We must be at the window looking for Jesus. Amen. So look, like I said, y'all don't believe me because I know y'all always say, well, She's always saying, God ain't playing. God ain't playing. Well, guess what? He ain't. Let's come over here to Isaiah chapter 1. Okay? Chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. Now, I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation because you all know how I so appreciate the New Living Translation because it tells the real deal, holy field, in the language that I like. Amen? Amen. Okay, so now look. <laughs> I had to take a sip of water. Because look at this. Okay. Isaiah 1, 11. Now, you know what? I'm going I'm to start at verse 10. Listen to this. Listen to the Lord, you leaders of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. Verse 11. What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? (laughs) Really, look, look at the language, because apparently God is tired of the nonsense, Of all the foolishness, all of these idol worshiping, just worshiping every demon known and unknown. Look at what he is saying to Israel. He's saying, What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? I am sick. I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. Why? Why is the Lord in a tizzy? Because you know why? He just said it. I'm sick of it. He says, I am sick of your burnt offerings. Why don't he love burnt offerings? Didn't he say in the 613 laws of Moses to bring these offerings to me? So what's the problem? Well, we finna find out. I keep telling y'all God ain't playing. Look, he says, I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me. Who asks you to parade through my courts with all of your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless, meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. <laughs> Yo, I... people, does it sound like anywhere in here that God is wanting us to live our best lives ever. Now, he is sick of Israel. Judah in particular, according to this verse, he is sick of all of this burnt offerings and incense burning. He's like, it disgusts me with all of y'all meaningless gifts. Now look, it says, As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. Verse 14, I hate. (sighs) He ain't playing. It sickens him. It disgusts him. And he hates all of this false piety. Look, he says in verse 14 of Isaiah 1, I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot, I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen For your hands are covered, covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean, exclamation point. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Listen, (laughs) I love you, Lord. He's like, get out of my face. With all of your sins, all of these burnt offerings, all of these these pious parading around with your, in my words, with all of your stupid moon festivals and Sabbaths and all of this pomp and circumstances with the pharisees parading themselves down at the marketplace just making a scene of themselves with their long flowing robes he's like get out of my face get out of my sight look (laughs) he says In verse, what is this? Yeah, verse 17. Okay, no. Verse 16. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. He's like, listen, in verse 17, learn to do good. (laughs) How about that? Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Cause y'all run around here with all these burnt offerings. Look, he says, defend the cause of orphans, fight for the rights of widows. Amen. So look, God, see, see, didn't I not tell you all God ain't playing with the foolishness? Amen. So now listen, family. In all love and sincerity. I am lifting up my voice as a trumpet today. I implore you to lay your sins down. Lay down that alcohol. Lay down that nakedness. Because you know, ladies, you don't know how to cover up that body. Lay down them drugs and cigarettes. Yeah, and as for the men as well. With all, with all of those, uh, them tight skinny jeans and um, tight muscle shirts. Yeah, y'all need to put all that away too. Listen, lay down them cigarettes. Lay down that masturbation and all of that porn watching. Lay down all of that homosexuality, all of it. All of the nastiness of the abomination that it is all of that lay it down lay down you're sleeping around with every tom dick and harry and susan you may think that this is a game Uh, this is not a game people god ain't playing when it comes to sin we just read over there in isaiah 1 verses 11 through what what i say I said I I was going to take it down to 20, but I think you all got the point. He ain't playing with the foolishness. And look, the bottom line, folks, you know you ain't living right. Come on. You know, at one time, yes, we said that we are in the Lord, but you know how we were doing? One foot in the kingdom of God. The other foot over there, back in the kingdom of Satan, just rolling around and all of that vomit. No, we cannot be doing that. Listen, we are in the last of the last days. Okay, listen, you know, your life is not right. That is why you're going crazy. That is why nothing is making sense. That is why you are broke. You don't know how to manage your money because you're spending it on things that are fleeting and destructive, not to mention on the partner you are with, who all they want to do is spend all your money, right? That is why you can't sleep. That is why you are in emotional and physical pain. Listen, you are a basket case. That is why you can't trust anyone. That is why people are constantly using you. And you wonder why all of this is in your life. It's because you have bought into the lie that you can sin and face no consequences. Because God hasn't struck you down right where you stand. Yes, I'm coming with the hammer today, church. Amen. Listen, we cannot look like the world because those sinners that's looking at us, they like, why even come to Jesus? I'm living better than this Christian over here. Why? Because the world can't tell where we end And the Babylonian system began. We are enmeshed with the system. What is going on here? Listen, the remedy to all of this is to accept God's free gift of salvation. Because have you really been converted? You know, sometimes we just got to take it back to the preaching of the gospel. For the church. Yeah, sometimes, right, Holy Spirit? Thank you. We find ourselves back to evangelizing the church. Why? Because they be cutting up. So look, let's take it back to the rudiments then. The remedy for all of this is to accept God's free gift of salvation through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, you need him. You need him. We all need Jesus. And that's the problem. You have been trying to solve your problems and your woes on your own. And it ain't working. Listen, you cannot save yourself. You must repent. You must stop sinning and return back to God. He's Your only hope of salvation. Family, please cut it out. Stop it. You are not going to live forever. There isn't enough drugs and alcohol that can fill that empty hole you have in your soul. Oh, absolutely not. And how do I know this? Because I was there too. And nothing I did was able to fill that hole until I had some common sense to know that I needed a Savior. Folks, we must come. The Bible says that we must come to our senses as we ought to and stop sinning. Listen, we need Jesus. We need Him, and so... I took God up on his free offer of eternal life and turned my life around. Because, you know, the old cliche that if he can do it for me, then he can do it for you too. Well, that's the truth. And what you need to do, what you need to do is to leave those people alone who are going nowhere but straight to hell. And if you don't stop it and cut it out, that is exactly where you will go to. Amen. You will go straight to hell. Listen, we need to repent. We need to think, turn from your sins, and turn back to God today. Today is the day of salvation. Listen, folks, this is the gospel. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you ready for it? Here we go. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins according to the scriptures and then he was buried and on the third day by the power Of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God. God raised Jesus from the dead. Through his death. Now listen. This is the power. This is the power and the blessing of it all. Through his death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus has set us free, people. He set us free from the control and power sin had over our whole entire lives. He defeated death by his resurrection, by remaining alive to this day. Listen, Christ Jesus is the only one that has been resurrected from the dead and remain alive because the Bible talks about People being brought back from the dead, like Lazarus. But eventually, over time, they, he died too. But Christ Jesus, glory be to God, he gave death, the big business, by remaining alive. Death has no hold on Christ Jesus Amen. And so we believe this gospel. We must obey it. How? We must repent of our sins, forsake them, and never return back to the vomit. We must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now listen, not for the removal of dirt of sin, but for <clears throat> but an appeal, an appeal to God for a good conscience. And we see that in First Peter 3.21. Listen, we must now, okay, you gave your life to Christ through the shed blood, through his shed blood on the cross which was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven. Listen, Jesus made atonement for our sins. He took the penalty that was rightly due to us. He nailed our charges of sin on that cross, people. Through his shed blood, we can have Forgiveness of our sins. But guess what? We must now have a change of mind where sin and where God is concerned. Listen, God hates sin. We got a clue of that over there in Isaiah chapter one, didn't we? Yup. God hates sin. God is holy. God is just and righteous. Therefore, we must we must hate sin just as much as God does. We must like literally do a 180 degree uh, a 180 degree turn and go back to God and obey him henceforth. Yeah, so otherwise you will go to hell. Listen, we were all We were all hell bound. But guess what? Hell is avoidable. That's the part that people don't seem to realize. It is avoidable. Glory be to God. Listen, you don't have to go to hell. God doesn't want to see you in hell. He wants you to repent. He wants you to repent of your sins. Change your thinking that you can sin And get away with it. And then turn back to him. Nope. You can't keep with all the back in the fourth. Amen. Listen. Let us read Hebrews 10.26. Okay. Because this is coming off the heels. Right. Holy Spirit of Isaiah 11, About how God ain't playing. Listen. He's like. And he's talking to Church folks, he's not even talking to sinners over there in Isaiah and now over here in the book of Hebrews. No, he ain't talking to the sinners. He's talking to the ones who profess that they love the Lord. That's why they go to church just like Judah over there were uh, sacrificing animals trying to keep the law but yet they still in sin uh, over there worshiping all all of those stupid idols, okay? And now we over here in the twenty-first century sitting up under all of these false teachers. And that's the that's the biggest problem going on with the church today, sitting up under these apostate teachers who at one time could have been called by Jesus to pastor over his flock until he returns. But because of greed, they went the way of Balaam. Amen. And so they have fallen from grace. They have fallen from the true teachings of Jesus and now all they want to talk about are damnable gospels damnable false doctrines that basically you can live your best life ever and at the end of the day number one God will bless you with every material wealth and number two that you still going to get to heaven why because once you've been saved you are always saved The problem with that is that we have not just, we have not just been saved and then we don't have nothing else to do. No, we are being saved. That is why, excuse me, my throat today. And that is why we are in what's called the sanctification process. We have been justified through the sacrifice of Jesus. We have now been made righteous because Jesus took the penalty. He took our punishment for sin by dying on the cross for the sins. Because Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. Jesus took care of that at the cross. The next phase in our salvation is sanctification. Sanctification. And this is the process where we start to sin less and less as we grow in Christ Jesus, getting to know the Father better and better and seeing how he ain't playing. So therefore, we got to cut it out. Yep, cut it out. Amen. Because if we don't stop it, Let us look at Hebrews 10, 26. Hold on. What's that? That's Hebrews 3. Come on. Let's take a journey. We must keep our face planted in the word of God. Amen. So now look, this is the New Living Translation, folks. It says, dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning, after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will that will cover these sins. Verse 27, there is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. Amen. And look, if we come and if we come down here, to, uh, no, that's, let's just finish it out. Then verse 28, for anyone who refused. Now, look, he's taking us back to the Old Testament right here. Look, for anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or, or three witnesses. Just think. Verse 29 of Hebrews 10 just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant, which made us holy, as if it were common and unholy, and have insulted. My goodness, if you thought that was bad. And have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit. What? The Holy Spirit who brings God's mercy to us. For we know the one who said, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. He also said, The Lord will judge His own people. It is, verse 11, it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. People, God ain't playing. You can't be trampling over his son after what Jesus had endured. And suffered on our behalf. You really think that God is going to allow you to trample over the blood of Jesus. And treat that blood which made you righteous and holy. You really think that he is going to allow us to treat that precious blood. As, as if it was unholy and common. And not only that. You are going to what? Insult the Holy Spirit who brought us God's mercy? People, listen. What is left for God to do with you? What? You don't want to stop sinning. You think he's playing. You're not heeding to the command to mark and avoid these false teachers. Because Romans 16 Verses 17 to 18 says that we are to mark and avoid them. Why? Because they do not serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It says that these people serve their own bellies. They're only doing this to get paid they only looking out for their own interests. These people want to be rich. They want to be celebrities. But you keep sitting up underneath them talking about, oh, well, they had such a hard upbringing. They had such a tough life, and now they are preaching the gospel. Absolutely not. They are what Paul called teaching another gospel amen so what is left for god to do with you 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 don't want to repent you don't want his son to be your savior Hebrews 10, 26 just told us, There is no more sacrifice. You refuse to come out from Satan's camp. You mock and make light of the shed blood of Jesus, who died for your sins. Let us not forget that. What, again, what is left for God to do with you? The only expectation is, of raging fire and that and that is what you want in your future people we are in the last of the last days Jesus is on his way back we must be found blameless when he returns listen we got to repent and believe Okay, the kingdom of God, it showed up. Jesus made his appearance on the world scene, and it is up to you. You need to make the choice today for the salvaging of your soul. Listen, we got to examine ourselves where we are in the faith. Have we really been converted? Listen, it's going to the choice is this okay heaven or hell turn or burn that's it what else i got down here what else i got listen the judgment of god listen we need to run Run to the only one, thank you, Holy Spirit, that can save you from God's wrath, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who we need to run to, folks. He took on the penalty. Yep, I am going to beat this dead horse into the ground. Because, see, otherwise, when you're sitting up under false teachings, it's so easy to skim right past the true gospel. It is because we are in greed ourselves. We too are in sexual twisted desires, calling ourselves Christians. That is why we heap, like the Bible says, we heap upon ourselves teachers who are in the same sins that we are in, and I don't care what they say. I don't care how charismatic they are. I don't care how beautiful they are. I don't care how prolific and profound that they are. Watch your mouth, girl. What they are talking about, (laughs) okay? okay? I don't care about none of that. Are they preaching on on repentance? Are they giving us anything that will make us think, stop, and turn? No, they are not. Listen, Jesus took On the punishment. He took the penalty that was rightly due to us when he died on the cross. We rebelled against God. We broke his holy laws. Jesus, in his love for humanity, died for the sins of many. And through his shed blood, forgiveness of sins is made available to us all when we accept. His atoning sacrifice made on our behalf. Amen. Because look, wouldn't you want a life preserver when you are drowning? Jesus is our life preserver. He is our mediator between us and God. He is our high priest. He is our advocate. Listen, We don't need to be running from Jesus. We need to be running to Him and turn back to God. Leave the sin alone. Listen, this world is going to burn up in fervent heat. Ain't nothing in this world worth going to hell for. Amen. So we must repent. Repent is the word of the day, folks. Repent from your unrighteousness. Repent from your wickedness. Repent from your rebellion and turn back to God. Amen. Look, listen. Hold on a second here. Listen. According to Acts 17 30 to 31, It talks about how in the past, God overlooked such ignorance. But now, he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. For he has set a day when he will judge the world. Wake up, people. Wake yourselves up. God has appointed. He has set a day when He will judge the world with justice by the man He has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising Him from the dead. Amen. God has set We don't know what that day is. For all we know, it could be tomorrow. It could be in the next five minutes. We don't know. That is why we must stay ready. He has set a day. He has set a day where he will. He will. This is going to happen whether you believe it or not. He has set a day where he will judge the world. And guess who he has appointed the judge and all of that? Guess Christ Jesus, the one the devil wants to deceive the world as if Jesus don't exist as if what he did at the cross doesn't matter as if he as if he never rose from the grave okay all of these false religions come against Christ Jesus all of them every last single one of them from a to z and all of their false pieties all of their false Uh, representative of burning sacrifices. Jesus said, I mean, God says, get out of my face with that. Get out of my sight with all of those rituals, all of those incense burnings, Roman Catholic pagan church, all of that, all of that false piety parading around with all of these ceremonies and whatnot, convocations, all of that, stop it. He says, get out of my face with it. I don't want to hear about none of that because you're still in your wickedness. You're still in your sins. It disgusts me. I hate it. Get out of my face. I'm sick of it. And these are the Lord's words. All we got to do, listen, as we end this sanctification process, because that's what I was saying about the false church. They want us to bypass this sanctification process where we need, right, Holy Spirit, we need to be pruned, we need to be cut, we need to be trained in holiness and righteousness, we need to we need to see those areas that we need to cut out the sin. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. We must train this flesh to Heed to the Holy Spirit, whatever the Holy Spirit says, we must do it no matter how big or or small, because I know sometimes I be hearing the Holy Spirit speak on certain things that, you know, could be a a small thing, if you will. And then I go, oh, well, okay, no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do something else. Or, okay, I know he said, don't say something. And then I say it anyway. No, no, no. Absolutely not. We can't, listen, we can't play around even in the small things because if you're not heeding to the spirit's voice in the small things, well then how are we going to hear it in the big things? When Satan, who roams around like a roaring lion, looking to see what? whom he can devour. Right, Holy Spirit? So, if if you are still in your sins, you are going to be ravaged by these wolves and sheep clothing that Satan sends to tear us apart. So listen, the false church wants us to go right past this process straight on to the glorification there is no teaching on sin there is no teaching on repentance there is nothing that will prick your spirit about the sin you are in there's no uh, remorse or guilt that will lead you to godly sorrow, none of that. Why? Because you're too busy trying to get your house, cars, and lands, and your jobs, and your spouses, and you got your eyes on the world with all of this lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You are trying to make your way in this world by doing you and you think that, well, I'm going to get to heaven anyway. No, my friends, absolutely not. That is not how this works. We must be in the word of God to see what God has to say about righteousness, about holiness and about how he ain't playing. Listen, if you have not repented of your sins, you will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ at the final judgment, the great white throne judgment, where the books, I keep telling y'all over there in Revelation 20, verse 11 through 15 talks about these books. The books of your life will be opened as well as the Lamb's book of life. Because since you've rejected God's salvation and redemption, and because since you thought you were a Christian and you thought God was playing and you thought that you was going to get to heaven anyway, well... You are going to have the answer for your sins because you rejected God's, God's salvation plan of redemption. You reject the command to live a holy life. Them books. Them books will be opened and you will be judged by the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God just finished telling us in the book of Acts that In the book of Acts, that he has appointed a man. And the man, we will all know who he is. The one he raised from the grave. And that is still alive. Jesus. Jesus will be your judge at the great white throne judgment. Amen. And so... You will be judged by what was written and recorded in the books of your life. You will also hear that your name has not been found written in the Lamb's book of life. So for me, that means that if your name is not found written, that means that someone is looking for your name as you're standing there, standing there trying to give an excuse for your life. And Jesus ain't hearing none of that, just like God wasn't hearing none of that in Isaiah 1, verse 11 and on. He wasn't hearing none of that. Jesus will say, Depart from me. I never knew you. And so, where it says that your name has not been found, someone is looking for it. Who we don't know. Is it God the Father? Is it one of the archangels? Is it one of us who will be witnessing? Because we will be sitting on thrones judging. We don't know. All we know is that your name will not be found written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And then you will be thrown. That means somebody, cause look, thrown doesn't mean someone is just casually escorting you over there to the lake of fire. To me, thrown means that somebody's going to pick you up and throw you, cast you like a fishing net, just throw you, okay? Because obviously you ain't going to want to go, okay? Will throw you. You. The Bible says that you will be thrown. Into the lake of fire. So you think God is playing? Let's see. Let me see how much time I got left. See if I want to get into something else. Let's see what we got here. Mm, Got a few more minutes. Hold on. Because you see. You know how. I'm always talking about repentance. Right? Because that's the key component. That's the ministry that Jesus had, had given me. About repent, turn from your sins, otherwise you're going to hell. There ain't no sugarcoating in this message. He didn't give me a candy-coated Cracker Jack cupcakes and ice cream, a big old party type of ministry where i'm smiling in your face all day talking about well the blessing of god is on you today now people are in rampant and willful sin this ain't the time for a party folks because if you think this is bad oh wait till jesus crack open that sky okay yep listen repentance is death to sin and life to obedience. Amen. Because if we look at Galatians 5.24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Amen. Why? Because we look at Galatians 2.20, and this should be our cloak. This is what we wrap. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is what we wrap ourselves in all day as the new man, as the new creation in Christ Jesus, who are now no longer facing condemnation. Amen. Amen. Because Galatians 2 20 is our cloak where it says, I have been crucified. Because see, that's the mindset. That's the mindset for Galatians 5.24, where it says that how those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. So therefore... When we now in at Galatians 2.20, it all ties in together. The mindset, the mindset going forth in obedience is this. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. That means this self, this flesh, what I want to do, how I want to live my life. Nope. It has been nailed to the cross and we have been resurrected that's why we get back baptized as a symbolism of a good conscience of a new life we lay down that old life we crucified it with christ and now in christ we arise to new life so it just stands the reason that the mindset must now be well you know what I have been crucified with who? Christ Jesus. He went through that horrific bloodbath of a of a crucifixion for us. So now, in Him, we too have been crucified. And guess what? I no longer live. My old man no longer live. That sinful person no longer live. That one who was an enemy of God no longer live. I who wanted to carve out my own niche in this world, who wanted the big house, who wanted the money, the cars and the lands and every trapping of this world. That person no longer lives. That vomit, I no longer go back to it. No longer. Why? I have been crucified with Christ all of my charges have been nailed to the cross. And so, therefore, I'm doing all of this because, according to Galatians 2.20, but Christ lives in me. I no longer live because Christ, he nows live in me. So, therefore, in closing, therefore, the life of, I now live. Once I've gotten out of all of that sin, I have repented. I have asked for forgiveness of my sins through the shed blood of Jesus on the cross. My sins have been washed away. So now, now, thank you, Holy Spirit. The life I live now, because listen, There must be a demarcation line in your life where there was a before you come into Christ to an after now that you are in Christ. It should be a stark contrast in the way that you now live in Christ. It must. Otherwise, you got some reevaluating to do you got some more sitting at the feet of Jesus amen so now the life i now live in this body yes we still living in this flesh yeah we can still be tempted but guess what through the awesome gift of mercy and repentance we don't want to sin God has given us the grace to not even want to sin anymore. We got the memo. He ain't playing. He ain't playing with that lake of fire. He ain't playing with us trampling over the blood of Jesus, his dearly beloved son, his only begotten son. He ain't playing, and we ain't going to keep treating that holy precious blood as if it's something common, like we can just trample over it and just throw it away, and he ain't going to tolerate us insulting and grieving his Holy Spirit. Oh, absolutely not. So, yeah, we're living in this flesh body, but guess what? We are going to now live by faith in this flesh body. That is why, like Paul was talking about the war, the war going on on the inside of you, you got this regenerated spirit who is in total compliance with the Holy Spirit, and then you got the flesh ...who still wants to kick and scream... ...talking about, oh, we can still go to the club... ...oh, we can still watch this porn... ...oh, we can still smoke this weed... ...oh, we can still mess around with Bob... ...even though Bob is still married to his third wife... ...and he ain't even thinking about leaving her for you... ...so, yeah, this life we live in this flesh... ...in this body... ...well, guess what, we are going to live it by faith in the Son of God, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Who loved me and He gave Himself for me. That's why. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because let me tell you, the lost, the unbelieving world, they can't understand this level of loyalty that we have for Jesus. Do we need to go into the glory the gore <clears throat> the gory, bloody details of his crucifixion, folks. Check the podcast. I went deep into all of that. To get our minds out from this world, out from under this world, and put it on Jesus. He died for us. Listen, Muhammad didn't die for you. Bill Gates didn't die for you. All those celebrities that you run after did not die for you. Buddha, the founder of Jehovah Witnesses, you know none of them pagan popes died for you. The false brethren didn't die for you. Your spouse didn't die for you. Your kids, your parents, no one, no one has died for you, but Christ Jesus. We owe him everything. Without him, there there would have been no reconciliation. There will be no salvation. There will be no eternal life. Everything hinges upon whether or not you repent and come back to God. Amen? Amen. So, there we go, folks. I think I have said enough. We need to, we need to wake up. We need to wake ourselves up and do not be deceived. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good morals, and that how we need to come to our senses and stop sinning. Amen. Amen. And I believe, hold on. Let, let me get that scripture for you. I believe that's, I want to say First Corinthians. Wait a minute, hold on. Come. To, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm I'm, I'm gonna give y'all this, the scripture, because we need to, we need to uh keep this in our back pocket. Look. Here we go. Yep, first Corinthians 15 verses 33. To 34. Yep. Come back to your senses as you ought. And stop sinning. For there are some. Who are ignorant. Of God. I say this to your shame. Because verse 33 talks about how. Bad company. Corrupts good morals. So there we are folks. There we go with that. We need to repent. Repent stop sinning, and turn back to God and believe that Jesus died for our sins and that on the third day after being buried that he rose out of the grave. And he is very much alive today making intercessions for us in heaven. And he's coming back. Oh, yes, he is coming. He is coming back so we must stay we must stay prepared jesus is on his way back we must be ready and be found not wanting amen amen all right folks so there we go another one in the can thank you father Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you that you had compassion on us. Thank you for choosing us from the foundation of the world. You told me to bring your lights to you. So, Father, with the preaching of this gospel, I pray that those you have chosen that we wake up. From the lie of this world. We need to get on back to heaven. Let those you have already chosen. Hear this gospel. May the Lord of the harvest. Send out his messengers. To wake your chosen up. Let them realize that they have been chosen. And that we need to preach and spread this gospel so that the rest of the family can hear it we don't know father who you have chosen all we know is to go and bring your lights to you for you have commanded us to Let's get the scripture you have commanded us over here in philippians two fifteen, live clean innocent lives As children of God, shining like bright light in a world full of crooked and perverse people. So, Father, I pray that those you have already chosen hear this message. Spread your name in the earth, Father. Spread your gospel. May those who have not woken up yet, may they hear the gospel and be saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.